understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency. And there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience. And that is podcasting. To share your story, to share your message, your experience and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing so that the world can hear your message. Because one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hurley, and you are here tuning in for a special edition feature Friday. Feature Fridays are when we get to share an episode where I was featured on someone else's podcast, which I think is so cool because it's typically with a host that focuses on a niche subject and we deep dive into something that I may not typically talk about on the Stranded Phase podcast. So today's feature is a podcast I was featured on called A Boss with No Friends by Abigail Santiago. And man, I love this girl. I love her energy. And I love that she's willing to deep dive into something that none of us are exempt from, not a single one of us. And it's that the fact that when we grow older, as our lives change, as we evolve, as we become mothers, parents, married, business owners, like we get promotions, we grow in our careers, we freaking lose friends. It is inevitable. Matter of fact, the only way that you're not going to lose friends is if you choose to say the same. I said it, sorry. So this podcast episode, Abigail and I deep dive into why you lose friends, some of the reasons you may, the reason why you don't need to group all of your friends into this hater category just because they may have stepped away or distanced themselves because you've changed and you automatically, you know, put them in this hater category and how you can kind of fine tooth comb through these friends and kind of see that they may deserve some grace or you may need to look in the mirror and it's not, this is not always the case. And we talk about buying friends. And so it's not technically buying friends, but how her and I both open up about how we this year have met some of the most loyal, incredible new friends and built some awesome relationships with women from paying into being in like-minded groups or masterminds and how plentiful and just beneficial that has been in both of our lives and whether or not that's authentic. And bottom line is this, no matter how old you get, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever it is, our lives continue to evolve. They continue to change and they just get busier, harder, tougher, you know, and we're just looking to live more freedom and more abundance. And so the true sanity lies in a solid group of friends. It really, truly does. We are never too old enough to find new friends. And so 
Abigail's a new friend of mine, and we deep dived into this concept. So if you're struggling right now, you're feeling unsupported, and just struggling with your friend group and wondering why you kind of feel so alone, this episode is for you. So without further ado, my feature on Abigail Santiago's podcast, A Boss With No Friends. Welcome to A Boss With No Friends. I'm your girl, Abigail Santiago, and today we have podcast queen, my actual friend, Jessica Hurley. Welcome, Jessica. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this because this podcast is not only one that I'm just so proud of that we got an opportunity to help you produce, but it's one that I think hits home for every single one of us, that you can climb the ladder and decline people at the same time. Yes, 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 yes. It's been it's been a tough one. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I want my audience to know exactly who you are and why you are the podcast queen. I guess. <laughs> so my name is Jessica Hurley. I am the founder of a podcast management agency called Insta Podcast. And we created this two years ago with the goal of man, just if you look at Abigail, she's a walking testimony, but there's so many incredible voices out there. I started my own podcast three years ago called The Stranded Phase. It still exists. It's my baby. Go check it out. But after I started that and got my voice out in the world and was able to create a true tribe from that and really connect deeply with people and to be honest, meet some of the coolest people ever from having my own podcast and the people that I connected with from my podcast, I realized I'm not the only dope voice out there. Like there's people that can talk to people that I can't. There's people that have messages or passionate about things that I am not, or I can't explain appropriately. And so creating Insta Podcast gave us a chance to help business owners, entrepreneurs, incredible voices, people that have, you know, some of the most empowering stories I've ever heard reach an audience and stretch their reach in places that they can't do from places like Instagram and YouTube. I love it. I'm not going to lie either. Like listening to your podcast guests and then of course, listening to the Surrounded Phase podcast. That is amazing. Your podcast is amazing, but you have so many amazing guests as well. And then when I realized that you could actually help me and impart a little bit of that magic on me, sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. So thank you so much for joining us. So let's talk a little bit about friendship. What would you say as you've climbed the ladder of success, what would you say is the first thing you noticed when dealing with your friends? Have you lost any friends? I've absolutely lost friends. But I think the first thing that starts to happen is people immediately, it's like the C parts. Like it just, it makes the C literally separates and you get two types of people. And not one is better than the other, but you get one type of person out of your friend group that is overly supportive, like loves everything you're doing. Hey, if you're winning, I'm winning. You're happy. I'm happy. And then there's this other group over here and there's a gamut of types, right? But they're not supportive for whatever reason. And I think we have made the mistake of grouping them all into this group of like right side supportive people, left sides haters, they're haters. And I don't think that's true. I think there's just this whole gamut of different types of people. I've, I realize I've lost friends because I make them extremely uncomfortable. I've lost friends and made them back. And they literally tell me, Jessica, when you come over, don't come over here with that shit. Like, yeah. because they're not in it. You Those know, are the boundaries. Those are the boundaries that they're setting for your friendship, right? Exactly. Because every friendship, every relationship needs boundaries, whether it's with your spouse or your brother or your sister, but especially our friendships, I feel like we forget to put those boundaries there. Exactly. And 
you see, and those friendships are better now because you know that when you go over for dinner, you can't talk about that shit with them. Exactly. And I know it's not coming from a hateful place. I know that this person has a career that they're extremely passionate about and they don't understand what I do. So they, you know, when it finally got clear for both of us, like, she's like, every time you talk about that, I'm in the dark. Like I'm completely clueless. I'm zoning out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm zoning out. And she's like, and I feel like I can't even be your friend because I can't side with you and I can't get passionate about the stuff you're passionate about. So I don't know how to be your friend in those moments. I can't hold that against her for her, you know, even being honest with me, but that caused us to fall off for a while. And so I think this whole friend group over here that we call haters, we have to identify them and then kind of figure out who's who and what's what. So we can kind of like fine tooth comb what's going on over here. Because I promise you, a lot of them deserve some grace on your behalf. Exactly. Becoming successful is lonely as fuck at the top. So prepare yourself and you better start fine tooth combing through these people and figure out who's truly not for you because some will identify themselves clear as day. And that's when you have to make conscious, uncomfortable decisions. But there's some people that just, they don't know how to deal with you anymore. They deserve a little bit of grace. And I think I talk about that on every episode too, because a lot of the times, like you said, it's not always them. A lot of the time it's really us and our own expectations that we set, that we have, or we've kind of put you in the wrong friend category as well, because there's, we start expecting things from people that are not our best friends, but we expect best friend shit from them, right? And when they can't give that back to us, then we get upset. We end friendships when, hey, she really wasn't your best friend. She was your coffee friend on Monday morning, Mm, right? She's not the friend you call to complain about your husband to. So when she can't relate or when she can't help you with that, you can't feel upset. Right. So, we, so you're absolutely right about fine, fine toothing, you know, combing through that. But then you've got the friend that when you start your business or you start your podcast or you start going for that goal that you've had in your head for like, or your heart on your heart, heavy for what, five years, the negative opinions come out. Have you met any of those women? A thousand percent. And so I think one of the things for us to be cautious with is to take all of that with a grain of salt because one, it becomes extremely reflective, right? So we're like, oh, have you always thought this? Or should I not be so loud and proud about what I do? Or, you know, like, oh, are these, maybe these things are true. Maybe I need to be more careful. You know, so we start allowing those things to be extremely reflective. And then two, we have to begin thinking like, I always try to like, again, sort through it. Like, I'm like, okay, of all these things that I've heard, could some of them be true? Yeah. Am I a little obnoxious in the way I share what I do? Yeah. But does that benefit me in a way that she probably doesn't understand? Also, yeah. So I can't expect her to understand that part. And then the other things that that person's saying, are they related to where she's struggling? Does she deserve Mm. some grace on this portion of this? Because I've had things, you know, said about me that like, you know, she's not really like that. Or I've even had friends come to me and say, that was always what I valued so much about our friendship. And now you're giving it to the world because I was, ah. I'm doing it on the podcast all the time. And so they're like, that took away my uniqueness. That made me feel like I was I'm like no getting special. She's I'm not special, special anymore. Yeah. Because now you're special. You're treating all these other women, these thousands of women that are listening to you the way you treat me. Yes. So that's where that grace has to come in. And now you've got to sit her down and say, well, this is also now my livelihood, right? And this is how, but I need to make sure that I'm there. I will always be there for you in this extra way. Yes. Yes. And the one thing I always tell people is like, just on the surface, when you say like your friends aren't supportive, best advice I ever got was your friends won't make you rich. So let that shit go. Like (laughs) they will not make you rich. And that's like, so when I think of that term, I always think of like, products and selling things, right? Yeah. So people will always like 
they get an idea from their friend, right? So their friend will be like, oh, I would love a coffee mug that says, you know, HBIC. And then you go make it. And then you think they're going to be the first person to buy it. And they're not going to buy it. They want that gift. Exactly. (laughs) They want that gift. They want that gifted because it was their idea. (laughs) Your friends won't make you rich. I think of that in the product form. And then I think if you're like a business, you know, you help people scale businesses, high ticket, self-improvement, self-development, like you're an empowerment coach, life coach, any of these things that just allow you to use your gift of gab, I always say, then they're definitely not paying because- No, they want that advice for free because they're the ones that come over for dinner, right? I I wish I could slam the table. They they expect to get that in a phone call. They exactly to have those conversations with them. Exactly. So if your friend at dinner tonight said, man, these conversations are incredible. Like you need to charge for this. She meant you need to charge everyone else for this. Not me. Not me. (laughs) You should be charging everybody else. Sally over there should be paying $1,000. But me? No, girl. We're going out for drinks. And you're going to tell me what's wrong with my life and how to make that money. I call (laughs) you and ask you to clear your plate so that you can help me with all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Go ahead. No, so I think it's like the negative when, so you've got those negative friends over there. What about the friends that start pulling away from you too? So talk to me about that. Have you, yeah, that yes. happens to me a lot as well. So yes. talk to me about that. So I've gotten so, well, you know, maybe my friends will tell you otherwise, but I feel <laughs> like I've gotten so good at that where I've realized, so one real true friends, and the deeper you get into this journey, you'll find out who they are, right? And my deep friends, good friends, no, I don't need to be, do not call me every day. You will not, 100%. Get, a, you will yep. not get an answer. Like I'm busy. I'll text you. I'll FaceTime you when I, trust me, we'll talk. But I've realized when they're just, I I feel like I can feel the energy. I feel like when they're distancing themselves and I have no problem reaching out and being like, Hey, like I literally called my homegirl last night when I was driving that we've been close forever. We could not be more polar opposites. Like she, she's been on the podcast before. Super Christian, doesn't care about entrepreneurship, like total opposites. I called her. She didn't answer. And I texted her and said, don't make me call you twice. And she she called me back and she was like, what? I was in the bathroom. I said, no, I know you. And I need to talk to you right now. And she's like, what's going on? I was like, nothing. I just feel like talking to you. And she's like, Okay. And I said, don't distance me because you think I'm busy and you see what I'm doing on the ground. And she was like, yeah, you're so busy now. And I said, that doesn't mean I don't know how to make time for you. If you feel like I'm distancing myself, you tell me. Exactly. Like, okay, I just thought you were so busy and I didn't want to bother you. No. Like I know how to now say to people, this is my job. This is my livelihood. Just the benefit is, is that I don't have to be anyone different. Y'all can't drink and go show up to work. You got to show up as a certain type of person. I can drink and then cuss at work the next day. Or talk and how cuss I want to on, talk. and I I can fucking cuss on a podcast. I and can cuss on a podcast and still make yeah, money. So exactly. It's, it's like I just have a little bit of a different lifestyle. But you know what I get a lot? I'll get people that'll say, "I called you, and then I saw you on Instagram, and you didn't call me back." Okay, when I'm on Instagram though, and I get that too, because like for McKinley Ray, you know, if I upload like well, trying to be cute if I upload like a cute little reel or something and then my phone rings in the middle of it or while I'm, or if I'm talking, people are like, but you're on Instagram. No, that's money. Yes. That's my job. Yes. But take that back to where the grace belongs, right? Exactly. It's the person that's saying that, I promise you. Because guess what? You look at me and you, if I called you and you said on a live, I'll call you back. I'd be like, girl, get your money. Get your money. I get it because I'm where you are. We have to give them grace because they're not where we are. And they use Instagram as a checkout. They use it as, it's like Housewives of Atlanta. It's like, I want to sit here. I want to zone out and I want to be entertained, right? And what entertains you, trains you. We'll leave it at that. Like, so they want to be entertained. So then when they see you and it's like, oh, you're willing to entertain people and and be on Instagram and not call me back and I've got something going on? Absolutely. The same way I have to show up to work 
and I'll see you when I get off at five. But it's the same exact thing. If this is my moneymaker, yeah. if this is my main revenue source, this is priority numero uno. Even though it seems like I'm serving these people before I'm serving you, I promise I'll get to you. Yeah. But it's not me putting, you just see Instagram in a different light. You see social media in a different light because that's the way you use it. So it's very unlikely that you're going to understand the way that I use it. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what happens then when you've done that, you've done the explaining, you've given the grace, right? Especially mm-hmm. for something like this. You've given the grace, you've done the explaining, but then you start hearing, well, yo, that just you don't hang with Jessica anymore. No, she thinks she's better than everybody else. Or Jessica's now doing this because she's got like 5,000 friends on Instagram and she forgets who she is and where she came from. What do you start doing then when you realize that not only have they pulled away and you've tried to give grace, you've tried to reach out, but now bitterness starts setting in. How do you handle that? Okay. So somebody's not going to like this opinion, but this is what I felt like the best way has been for me to deal with this. And somebody's going to listen to this and think I'm talking about them. I'm sure of it. But (laughs) when you get to the level of bitterness, there's nothing left for me to explain, right? There's nothing left for me to explain. I've told people this before. You should not be dimming your light or saying sorry for being successful. So now if I get around you when you're bitter, I feel required to apologize. And apologize means I regret my actions. So if I apologize to you because you've become bitter based off of my success, now I'm saying that I regret all the actions I've taken to be successful. If I put that out into the universe, do you know what that tells the universe? That you're not ready for it and you don't want it and you don't appreciate it and you're not grateful for it. So now when you've done all this, what's going to start happening with you? You're going to realize that your success starts waning. You're not hitting the levels that you normally thought you would all because every time you come around certain people, you're cons- you're constantly apologizing for how great you're becoming. Exactly. And then if you're apologizing, the universe is going to be like, oh, so you must not really want it. You should be singing from the rooftops. Hey girl, hey, look at me. And there's a way to do things. You don't have to be obnoxious about it, but you really need to be able to say, you need to be able to put on Instagram, I just bought this freaking car and I love it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, universe. Thank you, God. Look at my life. And you should feel okay with it. You should be able to buy that purse and be like, I love my new purse. Fruits of my labor are amazing. That was so hard for me for so long. And here's even the sad part. This doesn't even make me right. But the sad part was that the only way I was finally able to justify it was when like I was able to compare how hard I was working for what I was receiving. So then I would just be like, I would justify it by saying, well, these people have no idea how hard I've worked. I've worked this hard. I'm going to celebrate it. Like I deserve to be proud of what I've earned because I commit my entire life to these concepts and the things that I study and I learn and I grow in these conferences and this podcast and this agency. Like I've committed myself to this. I deserve to show you that I bought a freaking purse with this money that I've made. You know? Exactly. And that was how I was justifying it, but it shouldn't even have to be that way. It shouldn't. And yeah. I promise you, all of that comes from what we think our friends will think. A hundred percent. Listen, we, I do this podcast on friendship and these are the reasons why so many great things have happened in my life that I have never shared. I've never said, oh my God, I just built this amazing house. I've never done that. I've never shared so much because of what I think my friends will think. And because, but now I had to learn that I had to walk away from friends like that. Because if you're not comfortable with me sharing my successes, then you're probably just not comfortable with me as a person. But why can we attract so many friends to us amidst trauma? Why do we have friends that love trauma, not drama, drama too? Because misery loves company, 100%. Because here's the thing. If you're not miserable when I am, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm your friend, what do you do? 
you are now, you become that person who I'm looking to for comfort. I'm looking to you for advice. I'm looking to you for, hey, Jess, what should I do? You know, I'm looking to you for support. But now when I'm okay and I'm thriving and I don't need you for that support anymore, now you begin to question your worth, I think. And now you're like, well, if Abigail doesn't need me for this support, she doesn't need anybody anyway. Who the hell does she think she is? She forgot who she was around. She forgot that she came to me when she needed me. And I feel like for me, especially, you know, my mom passed away five years ago and it still gets, you know, the holiday season. And then, you know, January is because she got sick around this time last year, right after Thanksgiving. And then she died in January. For the longest time, this has been the hardest part of the year for me. Although it is also one of the Christmas and Thanksgiving are my favorite holidays, but there's that underlying sadness that I feel all the time. And I did have friends who tried to be supportive throughout that time for me every single year. This is the fifth year. But what I've also noticed too, though, is that when I started pulling on my big girl underwear and saying, what would Barbara want you to do? She would want you to pull up your panties. She'd want you to work. She'd want you to be happy. And when I started embodying those things, and I noticed that, you know what? I'm not going to be sad because my mother wouldn't want me to do that. I noticed that those same friends started being more distant, becoming a little bit more bitter because I found another way instead of crying on your shoulder, I found another way to work through my pain. And I noticed that they didn't like that very often at all. When you start to become successful and choose happiness, right? Because happiness isn't a pinnacle point. It's just a choice every day, right? It's a choice. So you start choosing happiness constantly. You learn how to live in this state, right? Because you're always using, you're always living in two states. You're either living in a beautiful state or a suffering state. You cannot live in both at the same time. They are not interchangeable. You are in one or the other. So you start teaching yourself to habitually live in a beautiful state. Now you're achieving success. It is so clear to realize how you've bonded with other people because then you go over to their house or you go to dinner with them and it's supposed to be you're craving the same connection and you can't connect anymore because when you're in that place, none of your negativity or drama or things that we used to talk about can't entertain me anymore. It doesn't entertain me anymore. And now we can't connect because I want to talk about positive things. I want to talk about this article I read. I want to talk about who, you know, this dollar amount that I'm working on for 2021. I want to talk about these three other incredible women I met and I need you to not be jealous because I'd like to introduce you to them too. Like exactly. And all you want to talk about is your broken relationship, the job you hate, and this girl in our friend group that you can't stand. This is doing nothing but bringing my energy down. I feel like you're sucking the energy out of things. Exactly. Exactly. So then you walk away from this group of friendships, right? Mm -hmm. This group of friends and you realize, okay, now how do I make new friends? So then it comes down to, it's almost like akin. I'll never forget. My son was in the process of joining a fraternity that my husband is already a part of. And a friend of his was thinking about doing it. And the mother said to him, so now I have to help you pay to make friends because you know they're joining this fraternity. But when you think about it, when you join a sorority or a fraternity, yes, you are paying to join that fraternity or that sorority. However, you are building bonds of friendship that will last your entire lifetime, right? So then I look at now, I've noticed that some of my best friends have been women that I've met when I've joined these groups, mm-hmm. right? I've joined these mastermind groups. I've joined these smaller groups of women who are there to support you no matter what. And their only goal is for each and every single person in that mastermind to be successful. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Because am I paying for this friendship? Have I paid for this friendship? Or 
what do you think about it? Because that's how I feel. I feel like, yeah, I've paid for it, but you know what? I love every single woman that I've met through this group. So tell me, what do you think? So you are spot on. And at this point, I'm willing to pay to do some rich friend shit at any point in life. All the time. All the time. I had to slap my knee. I'm okay to be around the rich girls. (laughs) The stuff I have, you take all of this, all of it, everything that I have gotten, succeeded, created, obtained, what I have now would not float, maintain, or be where it is if I had not had women in my life that I could call, women and men that I could call on and say, I'm stuck. What do I do now? And 100% of them I met in paid groups, met them in conferences, met them on my podcast because I've hosted them on my podcast. We created a bond and now we're connected, right? So that investment worth, I tell people all the time, the greatest investment you're going to make into podcasting is that you're going to network with people for free. Exactly. So now I've got all these women on my podcast, met them at conferences, paid to be in masterminds, built authentic connections with them. So yes, I had to pay, which seems so inauthentic. Like I'm not telling anyone to go pay in search of friends. Yeah. But just like college, when you leave high school, it's just like this. When we leave high school and we'd make that decision to go to college, one, we have to apply, which is some BS. It's like, I want to pay you $40,000 to continue my education and be smart and get out of this crazy. Just let me in. Get out of this crazy town because I don't want to be like everybody else here anymore. They're not doing what I want to do. I want to be better. So you apply and then you pay to go be on this campus full of 100%, at least 80%, whatever it is, of these people are like-minded. They're just like you. They want to be better. They want to do better. Exactly. They want good jobs. They want to make good money. And that's why when all of us, like most of us that have gone to college, we create lifelong friends there because we have this similar mindset. That's just like right now, especially during the pandemic, because we can't get in these rooms and hug people anymore. People are creating so much for me, especially during this pandemic. I mean, the bonds that I've made over the internet of all places. And people are like, oh, that's my social media friend. Let me tell you something. My social media friends, my my real friends, friends. those are my loyal friends. My mastermind friends are my loyal friends. And I've learned that. And I've had to accept that because it's lonely outside of the internet sometimes. Right. Right. But I found that these are the women that remembered it's your birthday before you even remember it sometimes. Oh, you know, because it's because you're sitting there and you've built this amazing bond that does not require you to get up and go to dinner with them every five minutes. Yes. These women remember you. They think about you. And it's a big deal for me because a lot of them have never met you. Right. So imagine that. And then you're out here struggling in these streets with people who live a block away. So who are you going to- so true. No, but see, I can't yeah, even get you I to mean, come to my house. I, yeah, exactly. I can't get you to come to my house without a pandemic. But when you do, I don't even want you there anymore. Mm. Because now you live a block away and you're causing me grief because you see me rising or you see me actually working towards something and you see me actually getting it. And this is and making you uncomfortable. Exactly. Right? They're now uncomfortable. Yes. And I don't even think with a lot of people, they don't even know that they're not thinking- I want her to fail. They're not thinking she's making me so unhappy. Like it's not even that deep. I think it's so subconscious that people just think about it. They tell themselves like, what makes her think she can do that? Because when it's reflective for them, they're like, I could never do that. I could never just make $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month. So what the hell makes her think she can? Who does she think she is? Where does she get these balls from? Like exactly this courage, you know, audacity, like who the hell does she think she is? Like the, this podcast has shown me too, that in doing the podcast that I've gotten a lot of who the hell does she think she is? People telling you that verbatim? 
yeah, like I've, I've gotten that. I've gotten a, what makes you think you can do this? Are you an expert at this? You know what makes me an expert? Being around a lot of women like you who have <laughs> tried to temper the rise in other people or the good you see in other women. Because like my mom used to say all the time, they want to see you do well, just not, not better, better than, than them. them. Just not better than them. Honey, I got yeah. 800 examples of that one. Right. <laughs> but my very own mentor, and she'll never listen to this podcast because she doesn't listen to podcasts, so we're good. But <laughs> she taught me everything I know. I moved in with her when I was 17 years old. She changed my entire life. She got me into college. She like, you know, I wouldn't have done any of the things that I had done without my mentor. I moved out when I was 19. We stayed close for 10 years. We're still close. I still visit her when I go home. But the last four or five years leading up to me starting my business, it was so like to her, it was just unfathomable. Like she was just like, you know, this, I can't believe you're going to quit your job. Like, what are you going to do about insurance? Like you have a baby. What are you going to do about your 401k? What are you going to like? This is just, I just don't think you know what you're doing. Don't just jump out because you see someone else doing it. And it was just like, you know, even when I was talking about getting to this 10,000 a month goal, which we have long surpassed, you know, yeah. she was just like, you know, if you don't meet that, don't stress about it. Like, it's okay. That doesn't mean you failed. You just, it might be unrealistic for the first year. Yeah. Like, but this is the same person that the job I had before I quit. I remember they reached out to me on LinkedIn. It was a job that was better than the one she had at the time. And I called her for advice. And the first thing she said to me, she gave me all the advice. And then she says, but just be prepared. You're probably not qualified for this job, but it's good practice. Mm -hmm. And it's a good chance for you to get good interview skills, but just be prepared. You're probably not qualified. You, so you probably won't get the job. I got the job. You know, and that was the moment I realized like five years ago, and I've had people tell me clearly now, she's always wanted you to do great. It's not better than her. That makes people uncomfortable, really, really uncomfortable because it makes them look in the mirror and go like, did I not meet my full potential? Did I not do what I was supposed to do? Was that supposed to be me? Is that unreasonable? Should I have gone that far? Who does she think she is? What, you know, why didn't I? But we think it's such a jealousy thing and it's not. It's a reflective thing for people. It makes people look in the mirror and go, why didn't I do that? It makes them face their own insecurities. Yes. So now, and all the things that they're insecure about, like, why haven't I? And one of my very best friends who I'm no longer friends with, we were in the same business. You know, we both own brick and mortar boutiques. And Mine was doing amazingly well. But I noticed too that I started getting advice from her that wasn't always the best advice. And I had to start taking everything with a grain of salt. But then I realized too that when I stopped taking her advice, then all of a sudden our relationship changed too. So when you realize, I feel like when you start realizing and you start changing and you realize what's best for you and you stop listening to the outside voices, sometimes those voices, they get butthurt. Yes. And they're like, well, I told her to do this and she's doing this. But then when it starts working, what happens? You start losing your friends because now she didn't take my advice and Mm. and she's going to fail. She didn't take my advice. But when you don't fail and you start succeeding, they start moving on. That's a straight hit to the ego. Right to the ego. They're not right. That's a straight hit to the ego. Yeah. Right to the ego. But as a business owner and the captain of your squad, the creator, and every entrepreneur business owner knows this. If you're just starting out and you're in your first year, maybe your second, even your third, you are the CEO, the CFO, the marketing director, the The web designer, (laughs) the web designer. You are the HR department. You hire, fire, and just lay out job titles. Like you are everything. So sometimes I'm like, I hear you. I value your opinion, but I know what I need to do and I know what's best. Sometimes I'm just talking because I need to vent. 
Exactly. We used to tell men this all the time and we won't tell our friends this. Sometimes I just need somebody to listen. I don't need a solution. I just need somebody to talk to. And if your friends are offended by the way that you handle things and you don't take their advice, get you some new friends. Need new friends. Go buy some friends. Go buy some friends. (laughs) Go Go buy some friends. Go into some masterminds, some conferences, some communities, and get you some supportive ass friends. And so here's my other question, because you said it, and I wanted to clarify with you. So we kind of discussed like the paying for it thing, but yeah. we're talking about how on social media, it feels like these are like the most authentic relationships. These are the loyal people. These are the yeah. trusted, real supportive friends. But do you ever wonder or feel like, and I'm asking this on behalf of your audience, because I know someone's thinking this, yeah, I have an no, answer definitely. for this too, is when you're following someone and you think that they're like, you want to be friends with them and you start DMing them and you guys are connecting and then yeah. it's great. Do you think there's anything fake or false about it because you're getting the best version of them on Instagram? No. Because I feel as though in order to even have a following like that, you've got to be authentic. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm learning too. And you know, like a podcast, it's your most authentic thoughts. It's who you are because it's a mic and you're not with anyone else, right? Right. So I feel like if I'm looking at you, I don't think it's inauthentic at all because I'm getting the best from you on Instagram. You are showing me who you really are are. Right. And it's not fake or phony because the one thing we all still have is that human intuition. We can tell when someone's being fake or phony. Oh, that's so true. Right. And those are not the people we follow. Those are not the people that resonate with us. You know, you and I have talked about how certain people just resonate with you and it doesn't matter if they're 25 or 62, they just resonate with you because you can feel it. And I think that when you found that tribe, you need to hold on to it regardless of whether you met them in the street at the Publix or you met them on the internet. And you you said, you know what, let me go out on a limb and let me DM Jessica because I just want her to know that I listened to that live she was on and shit, she fucking spoke to me and she's yelling (laughs) at me. And I see that all the time. People message you all the time and they're like, why are you yelling at me today? I didn't need you to yell at me. Yeah, That's when people know you're true and you're who you say you are because I feel it. When you sit there, you're like, well, if I were you, I would do this. You're just talking on Instagram live. And let me tell you why you're not successful. And this is why. And I'm like, well, why the fuck is Jessica yelling at me today? (laughs) How did Jessica know that I woke up and I said I was going to do this, but I'm like, fuck it. I ain't recording no podcast today. I'm tired. Because my spirit's not in it. Because I'm giving you what makes us all us. I'm always like, where do my insecurities lie? What did I think? Or what did I used to think? Or what do I think right now? You know, like I just talked about this today on a, on a photo I posted was like, I just mapped out with my coach, you know, my next year of revenue. It's astounding to me that I can't even believe that I'm that close to a million dollars, right? And when I mapped it out and I kept saying it out loud and looking at the paper and I'm like, no matter how bad my brain wants to fight this, this is realistic. It is realistic. Like, because I had every single way that I could do it. And I was like, this is, (laughs) I could do it. You know, and I thought about, right when I had that thought, I thought, wow, I'm finally breaking a mold and a cycle in my mind because years ago, I remember a girlfriend saying, oh, I'm gonna be a millionaire. And she looked me straight in the face. And I remember the thoughts in my head. My head was like, what? Girl says, millionaire? Yeah, like, how? Like, (laughs) oh, okay. Like, you ain't real close to that right now. Like, (laughs) I'm thinking like, you make $40,000 a year. Where are you getting this from? You know, like, all these thoughts running through my head. That's all I do is give people that because wherever they're at in their journey, they have thought something that I'm thinking right now that I've thought in the past, something that I've overcome. They just might be there right now. You need to charge for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
but don't charge me. I'm playing. No, I will pay for this. Shit. Oh, you no, that friend. Oh, you that friend. No, no, yeah, yeah. Charge everyone, but no, don't I'm, charge me. <laughs> no, I will definitely pay for it. But no, but ser- listen, if it weren't for you, I mean, and I think people see it. If it weren't for you, the, you know, a boss with no friends podcast would not be on the air. So for me, it's like you are authentic, you are real, but you also deliver. People mm. see that because you don't just share your cute little baby boy and your handsome husband on your life. You share every single aspect of your life. So every single time you're launching up, people are like, well, this bitch is really out there launching podcasts, right? And they're really charting in their yeah. first week. Let's pat me on the shoulder real quick. Right? One, 109 two, in the US <laughs> entrepreneurship chart, which you guys is extremely hard. So congratulations to thank Boss you, With you. No Friends for charting in the first week. 109 in the American entrepreneurship charts, extremely hard. So I shout out to y'all's it. listeners. Thank you. And willing to pour into you every single day because it's really easy to say, hey, I will go ahead and I will help you do this podcast. But you share, you coach, you do all of it. That's why it's authentic. And that's why people pay for friendships on the internet. It's because here's the thing. When people contact you, they're paying for a podcast. They're getting so much more. Mm. And we start recognizing it instantly. So that's what I think. I think they're truly authentic. And I think that just like a regular friendship down the road, a block away, you've still got to work on it. You've still got to be that friend where if you do have that number, you text and say, hey girl, I saw your live today. Good job. Or you send that DM or you do, you still got to work at it. But at least you know that going into it, the only thing you both want from each other is nothing but success and well-being. And that's, that's what makes so, those different. That's so hard to come by now. Yeah. You could look at your whole handful of friends right now and be like, when the best things happen, when we were kids and we got straight A's, right? We ran home and called our parents and they were so happy for us. Yeah. Like, think about this. When you have a huge win outside of your husband or your spouse, it's so hard to pick up the phone and go, who do I call and yeah. tell my win to that I won't make them feel like shit? Girl, when you told me that that charting was a real thing and that I charted, I told my husband, I told my child, and I told Instagram. I did not pick up the phone and call anyone else because I had to learn that not everyone can handle the information that you're giving. And if you want to preserve the energy that you're feeling at that time, then you should know who you can run to and who you can tell these amazing things to, that you can keep that energy on that plane that you have. Because Mm. there are a lot of people in your life that'll be like, oh, well, well, what does that mean? Oh, really? Oh, it must be real easy then. Right. Right? So you... So where did I go? I went to those friendships that I bought and paid for. (laughs) That's who I told. I went to those friendships. The ones I pictured a checkout page. It was like a supportive friend, supportive friend, one that buys your products, friend. Exactly. I went to those friends and I thanked those friends for their support and I shared that news with them. Yeah. So authentic friendships. I think everybody listening though could agree that you've made some insane authentic friendships online, and that's just the new norm especially amidst the pandemic. That's the new norm. We've got to kind of own it because we're losing friends as we speak. Not just you and I, but those of you listening that you started a business, you're selling a product, you're on your first bit of your entrepreneurship journey. You're losing friends as you speak. So you better get on the hunt and understand Uh it's some work. It's It's not a lot of work. They don't fall in your lap. Yep. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I got one last question before we close. Tell me. What type of friend... So in, as I've gotten into my 30s, I'm like, I start to realize more about myself, right? Because we're less yeah. judgmental, more reflective, thinking about who we are. What do I bring to the table? What type of friend do you think you are? Like if you could give the friend you are two words, like a phrase or something, what would you... I'm the supportive friend. You are. 
I'm the supportive friend. I want everybody to win like crazy. It's, and I never even realized that that's who I am because that's just who I've been my entire life. Mm. I am always, I'm everyone's cheerleader to my own detriment, but that's what I've learned too. It's to my own detriment. I will drop what I am doing. If you call me and you say you need help, I'm there for you and no questions asked. Mm. I am that supportive friend, but I've also had to learn that I have to now give myself some of that support too. So it's something that I've learned, but I am that friend. I want, I just want everybody around me to be happy, successful. And no matter what it is, if they want to be the successful wife and mom, girl, I am there with you, Right. you know, but if you want to be a business person and you're starting small, I will do my best to help you as well. That's the friend I am a hundred percent. Which one are you? Tell me. No. So I just want to agree with you because this is what I thought about you one day, because I'll see you do this all the time. You'll be selling your stuff because founder McKinley Ray, bomb ass clothing line, you will share clothes. And then 30 minutes later, you'll share someone else having a sale. And I'll be like, I don't even realize I do that. And one day you did it. I've seen you do it multiple times, but you did it the other day. And I said, oh my God, the kind of woman it takes you to be to do that. Because if you were trying to sell your stuff, there's people out there that they're trying to sell their stuff and they can't even fathom selling someone else's stuff because they think it's going to take away from theirs. You know, I get it. But you know, for me, it's like, it's cliche as I'll get out. But there is room for every single person. And not for nothing, if I share something, it's because I really think it's bomb. And I'm like, well, damn, how come I didn't see that? How come I'm not carrying that? But oh, well, let me go buy it and let me tell everybody else where I got it. Which is so bomb to me because it shows me that authentically, you don't just want to make money. It shows me authentically that you really want your girls to be fly. Like, I, I want everybody to get be the fly. clothes from me, get, get the clothes get from the clothes. her, but yep. let's be fly y'all. Like yep. I want y'all to feel good, look good, be confident in what you wear, feel like it hugs your curves the right way. Exactly. Like, you shared somebody with some dresses the other day and I was like, oh, this sweater dress is exactly it. like you just want us to be fly, which means you're truly passionate about the industry that you're in. I love it. It's McKinley Ray has opened so many doors for me, but it's something I've always loved. I was always the weird dresser when I was young, but I was like, no, this is in style. This is even if it wasn't. It was going to work. So for me, it's just, and when I see other women doing it and becoming who they are and loving it, it's just, I'm like, listen, we can all do it. We're in the same industry. And like I told you before, I had a friend, we're in the same industry. I would have probably had to be dead on the road before she would be like, oh yeah, I got that skirt at McKenley Ray. She could be wearing a whole (laughs) McKenley Ray outfit. So for me, I just want people to know it is okay. It is okay to have a friend who's doing what you're doing. And it's okay for you to want every single person in your life to win. It's okay. Because my customer may not necessarily be Jessica's customer, right? Yep. But you know what? But if Jessica's customer thinks she can find something at McKinley Ray, I'll sell it to her. But if my customer is looking for something, I'm going to sell it to them too. So Yes. Yes. Oh my God. This is so good. This is so good. Y'all listen, there's room for everybody. I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Type of friend. I wish I had a phrase for it, but so I'm definitely these two things. One is everybody knows I'm going to give unsolicited advice. Yes. So I am the unsolicited 100%. advice friend. Like, but it's almost energetic now. Like I'll see someone on Instagram that's a good friend and I pick up the phone and call them and I'm like, what is wrong with you? They're like, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm like, no, no, no. I could tell in your video that something's wrong with you. Your What's energy's wrong off. You? Your Y'all, energy's- she told me earlier, my energy was off. <laughs> <laughs> One time Chris had to tell me, everybody's not as happy as you all the time. <laughs> Sometimes people just have days, <laughs> but I'm literally like unsolicited advice. Like someone's talking in the other room to Chris. They're not even here for me. And I hear them and I come in and I'm like, yeah, people are always like that. And they're like, we were not even talking to you. <laughs> we're not even talking to you, Jessica. Calm the hell down. <laughs> so unsolicited advice on a hundred and unwarranted or not. And then I would say like, I don't even know if these go together, but like supportive slash needy. So 
I'm the supportive friend too. Yes. The expectations that are returned, actually, it's, I think it kind of starts the opposite ways. I always like, you know, a lot of times you're the type of friend to other people that, or you wish people were the friend to you that you are the that type you are of friend. To other people, you're just 100%. naturally that type of friend. Yeah. So I'm always the friend that like, I actually feel like I have zero expectations. Like I let go of expectations when I was in, I would make all these groups of friends and then they would all gang up and become friends and like cut me out. Oh, hello. So it all, happens when you're 44. <laughs> It was like this repeated concept. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with me? And then I just stopped having expectations for friends. So I would get in these great relationships and they'd be like, why you don't call a lot. And I'd be like, oh no, we're fine. Like, I don't expect much from you. I don't, we don't got to go to dinner. We don't have to do, call me every once in a while, you know? So, but in a friendship, I expect to, I'm going to pick up the phone and call you when I need you. And I expect there to be no pushback, like, and this could be greedy as fuck of me, but like, you know, yeah. I expect to call you and be like, yo, I'm drowning in work today and I want wine. Like, you want to go? And I expect you to be yeah. like, yeah, or come over. I'll get a bottle of wine. Like, I've got three good friends that are like, oh yeah, what's up? I'm coming over with a bottle of wine right now. Like, yeah. you know, or I'm moving this weekend. Like if I buy pizza and dinner, will you help? And they're like, oh yeah. But I don't know. I've had people be like, bitch, you haven't called me in three weeks. And I'm like, I'm still your friend. Like I've just been busy. Like I can't put in a request if because I haven't called you. Like you know. But on the reverse, if you pick up and call me, I'm not gonna question anything. Nothing has changed in our relationship. Then nothing has changed. If yeah. you haven't talked shit about me, if you haven't done anything, you know, defining to our relationship, we are good as solid as we've always been. So I know you've been busy, maybe you're busy, but if you pick up the phone and call me and you're looking for something or you need something or you need to do something right now, or you need me to drive you four hours from here, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and make it work. Yeah. Like, I just have no problem with that. Like, I'll never forget. I had a friend that she called me on a Thursday and was like, my car broke down in Miami. I flew up to Tampa and she's like, I'm freaking out because I need to get the car because it's stuck in a place. I know they're going to tow it. And I like just looked at Chris and I was like, no, we ain't doing shit this weekend. We'll drive you. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll just hang out there for the weekend. And she was like, oh, I can't believe you. You know, like, yeah, you are that friend. I can turn. I can totally see that. You are totally that friend. So it's like tough. It's tough when you don't get it back. It's It's tough. It's not even that. It's just, I expect it naturally. And then when people push back, I'm like, I'd do that for you in a heartbeat. heartbeat. I'm not asking you for money or like, (laughs) I just need a ride. Come over to the ride. Help me put on my Christmas tree. Like, (laughs) I just want to hang out with you. (laughs) Oh, this was good. This was good. And I've realized how important it is to acknowledge what type of friend you are going into relationships. Because when you know what type of friend you are, and then you realize you're clashing with someone, you're like, duh, because I'm this type of friend and they're this type. And they're not. And we may not be compatible, you know, and it's just like categorizing your friends. You need to know where they stand. You just need to know. And once you know what kind of friend you are, you won't have any other issues with it. That's, yeah. I really. That's, I always realize I have problems and I'm like, oh, you're a clingy friend. That's why. Yeah. I'm the least clingy friend. So that's why I'm like, why? What, what yeah. do you mean? What am I? Where have I been? You yeah. Know where yeah been. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, you know I lunch. <laughs> yeah. I went to lunch with Jessica. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Oh, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for joining us. Like guys, again, follow Jessica Hurley. 
on Instagram at Jessica Hurley. You will see everything about her life. My friend is so open. You will get to know her husband. You will get to know her little boy and you will learn every single thing there is to know about her. Jessica, thank you so much for joining me. You are a true friend and I so, so appreciate it. And I so, so appreciate you. I'm so glad I met you. Paid or not, I'm so glad I met you. (laughs) We pay for these friendships, girl. (laughs) All right. Thank you again so much for joining A Boss With No Friends. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.